This episode of Cross Politics is brought to you by New St. Andrews College. New St. Andrews College. To find out more about New St. Andrews College, please visit nsa.edu. nsa.edu. Cross Politics begins in three, two, one. that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. The government and the political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right When the Spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the water boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. We got three hunks and a negro. Up here in northern Idaho. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't ready for that. Welcome to Cross Politics. Yep. Now, now you are. Look up. Look alive. Thanks for joining the show, everybody. Um, uh, just a couple we're, things. We're really sorry. Yeah. We're really sorry. So, sorry. You know Gabe, right? <laughs> I just put Francis on camera. Oh, <laughs> you guys are scary. My goodness. Uh, oh, yeah. We, uh, As you guys can see, we got Francis Fukushan joining us in the studio today. Yeah. Francis, welcome. yeah, welcome. Good to be here. Yeah. Francis is a pastor, a missionary, David, really, right uh, now. What? While I'm talking? What? While I'm ta- you making some cross-politic coffee while I'm talking? You, what'd you say I was doing? You're making <laughs> some cross-politic coffee while I'm talking? Yep. All right. It's actually the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have, you, oh, have you had this? Have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I wow. Have the, the guy who makes that coffee, I, I can recognize the, the packet. Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Red, red Fiend coffee. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, right. that's all I use. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's all I use. And, yeah. and, and, and you're a Frenchman. That's right. And so you would know. You're espresso. Wait, well, I'm, I'm I, not, have to, I have to pray over it every time. <laughs> <laughs> he, has to, he has to Frenchanize it. It's a blessing. <laughs> you pray in French? That's right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see another way? <laughs> That's great. Uh, That's great. Uh, a couple things before we'll get into a further introduction into Francis later. Okay. Um, but a couple things before we get started. First off, we have. Uh, I want to make everyone aware of New St. Andrews college if if you guys haven't checked out the website if you guys haven't had a chance to some <laughs> who I, are you and I, how do you not know about new Andrews? i know seriously um we have uh, they have application deadline february 15th but we also have opportunity to visit the college march 2nd and 3rd which is a trinity's epiphany lectures That's right where, where and, ben merkel is gonna be speaking. president ben merkel from New St. Andrews is our speaker at the Trinity Reformed Church Epiphany Lectures this year. And and that's March 2nd and 3rd. The same weekend, we're going to do a Prospective Student Weekend. And yep. then we have another Prospective Student Weekend, which is April 13th and 14th, which is also Grace Agenda. Enraging oh. Culture. Enraging the Culture. Enraging the Culture. Yes. Enraging Culture. Well, wait, I like I, cutting I, right to it. I was, I Enraging. Was I was grinding coffee. What happened? Grace Agenda <laughs> Conference this year is April 13th and 14th. Hey, is- we're trying to have a show here. <laughs> you asked for coffee. Hey, all I say is that that coffee I, better be better. I, I just I just thought I just thought there was it was just gonna be coffee now. Like, you know, I come, it's it's, it's show, gonna be hot and showtime. <laughs> and I, I don't I don't know what what, what were you what were you thinking? I, mean, I, I thought that was what now, now you made him take sorry, off. Sorry, master. <laughs> Next time I'd be sure to have plenty of coffee for you. <laughs> 
Oh, oh stop it. Stop yeah. it. That's too funny. Let's get into Okay, so that's um April, March 2nd and 3rd, April 13th yeah. and 14th. And the and the Epiphany Lectures theme this year is Lasting is the name of the, the title of the okay. conference, Lasting. Um oh. uh I think it, the subtitle is something like um Discipleship and um uh, uh running the race faithfully. Practical Christianity. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's yeah. based on uh, the book of James and he's going to be talking about uh, just basic Christian faithfulness um to the end. And yeah. and uh, being faithful to to the Lord, so um, that's March second and third. Yep. Epiphany lectures uh, visit and then Grace NSA Agenda or Grace Agenda yep. weekend. Yep. April April thirteenth to fourteenth. And you guys, man, you guys got to come to either the Epiphany lectures or Grace Agenda um, conference. Anyways, yeah. Those emails, um, the the links to the. The links to the conferences, the links to visiting NSA, that'll be here in your inbox on Sunday night too. So check that and out. Ben Merkel's going to be the one. Yeah, we already we already went through that. Oh, yeah. you were, well, you can were, I say something about grinding, Ben Merkel? You were grinding coffee beans. Okay. You were grinding coffee. He's, Ben's secretly scary. What, what? Oh, uh, that's what I'm saying. You know yeah, what I'm absolutely. Yeah. I, I, this is a science. Well, Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What are you going to say? I was going to. Oh, you're I'm pouring the water. Pouring. Okay, let's get into cross politic so, news. Okay, not hold on for this. Okay, okay. So Ben Merkel. So I. I'm trying to move this along. I, I, I know. I just I'm making. Co- he asked. I'm just for doing coffee. what you told me. This is an <laughs> art. Okay. So <laughs> isn't this an art? Is this an art? It, it is actually. It's called French press, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I tell you how nervous I am making coffee for a Frenchman? Like, oh, yeah, he's, he's watching you. He's, well, he's I'm watching right now. You're in trouble. He's silently oh, judging. Oh, oh, I was going to oh. say he's silently judging. He's not <laughs> even silently what judging. What did I do wrong? Oh, you pour it too hot. You're I let it sit support- for a little bit. Oh, he was not boring? No, no. Oh, okay, good. I let oh, okay. Come on, I okay, studied well. this now. I, 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 I might not look like a Frenchman, but I study y'all. Okay. I'm giving you a hard time. Go ahead. No, so, so Ben Merkel, what I love about Ben is that he catches he catches you slipping. Oh. Like, you know, you're like you're going through, he's laying out his case, and you're like, okay, this is good. And then all of a sudden he has a left hook and you find yourself getting up off the floor from his preaching and you're yeah. like, How did I get down here? Yeah. It yeah. is. I mean, he's just he's like, excellent. He's like left-handed Ehud. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, right. you know remember, right. remember Ehud? Right. Yeah. He comes awesome. in in the judges and he says, yeah. you know, I got a secret message from you. And he's yep. left-handed. Yep. He's got a, you know, he's got a dagger. Yep. And he's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ben, That's good. Ben Merkel. Yeah, he's, he's, the left-handed Ehud. Yeah, man. He's, he's going to. You don't want to miss him. He's going to anyway. get you. Yeah. All right. You're going to have Dr. Peter Jones speaking, too. Yes. Well, and, that's a Grace Agenda. So Grace Agenda is Grace Dr. Agenda. Peter yes. Jones and Pastor Joe Boot at Grace Agenda. And you know. Peter Jones. Peter Jones, a good friend, actually. Yeah. We, we, uh, he was my professor at RTS France. Oh. Uh, and huh. we planted a church and a Christian school together. So wow. we have been very good friends, and he loves good food, too. So oh. <laughs> and he loves good whiskey, too. So <laughs> oh, well, we'll see if we get him in the studio. We should, yeah, we, we should. We we should. That would yeah, be should. fantastic. Get yeah, Francis and Peter in the studio. Yeah. That would be great. As long as they bring food. Yeah, I'm, okay, <laughs> you can go. I'm trying to get some I'm okay. trying to get some you know, It's funny, like, when you do those symbols now, they're <laughs> actually on the screen. Yeah, so like, everybody's like, watch Gabe. He's trying to get David to move I know, to I the know. next thing now. I'm always waiting on David. Like, when we used to do this to each oh, other, when we used to do this, like, you know, yeah. they can see it now. No, no, you know? no. Yeah, no. So speaking of, if you're watching right now, have you hit the share button? Oh, like, yes. Hit the share button. Share. Hit, if people only knew how powerful the share button was. How powerful is it? It's like the new, like, mail. Is it like? <laughs> it's the new sliced bread. Uh, it's the new email. It's the new... 
Like that's what it is. It's, it's the new hotness. It's as big as the button that Trump ha- has. As big. Oh, it's bigger. It's bigger. It's bigger. And, and it works. And oh man, <laughs> you Biggest all huge. have that button. Huge, <laughs> huge. Anyway, oh, all right. It's uh, the greatest. Is it my turn? It is. Go ahead. <laughs> We're not going to let you. We're not going to let you. All right, go ahead. So that's great. Okay, so for Crossfoxic News, um, I got a little video clip here. I want to play you. This is the newly. Sworn in governor of New Jersey because Chris Christie decided yeah, not so to. Nervous. He decided not to run again. Okay, but he's a newly sworn for reasons, political reasons. Um, newly sworn in governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy, and kind of talking, uh, doing his big acceptance speech, and everyone's happy. We will resist any moves that would worsen income inequality, or defi- divide families, or deny access to college for our dreamers. Oh. <laughs> or defund essential infrastructure or gut health care for our children, seniors, and the working poor. He cares a lot about the working poor. So we got He's going to like save the world. Yes. We got a Democratic governor sworn in to New Jersey, and he's talking about states' rights and resistance. I'm going to resist. Oh, all, he's talking about federal stuff. He's talking, I'm going to resist Trump's administration. I'm going to resist all these things that oh. would affect us um, here in our in our state, and and I think it's just funny that the how much the script has flipped. Right. Um. Now that Trump is in office, right. If states were talking like this, or Republicans were talking like this with Hillary in office, everyone the media would be making fun of them, that right. kind of thing. But here he's on ABC right. News saying it's, this. It's courageous yes. and bold of him to resist the tyranny yes. of Trump. Right. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we to- will resist. <laughs> I just thought he was. I was. I thought we were listening to that be just because he was like talking about how he's just going to like save the world. Like he's going to do oh, everything. Yeah. No. He's going to eradicate poverty. Yeah. He's going to. You know. <laughs> no. He wants federal money to do that in his state. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll resist anything, anything that gets in the way of yeah, that. That's right. right. I hope and, he does. I know. I know. Oh, it would be great. Yeah. I hope he does. I, I mean, the the more that these these liberal states do this, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and how how funny, how awkward would it been would it be if a, a state successfully does that, and let's say not not quite secedes from the union, a democratic state probably would never do that, but they at least go far enough to where it's like it's very clear that our state is going to do it our way, right? And it's a democratic state, right? And Republicans have been talking about it for you know right a century. Let's make room, yeah. Like make make room for states to do what they want to do. Yeah, that's right. So that so right. that so that the you know the Christian states yeah can be Christian. Well, and, and flip the script here. Um, uh, California is uh, their, I think it was their AG. Yeah, their AG said that we will prosecute employers who help immigration sweeps. Uh, so then California. So they're not if, just saying uh, we're not going to enforce yes. federal immigration law. We will they're, prosecute. They're actually going to actively prosecute those who comply with federal immigration law so that's how the oh yeah that's how the ag's talking and of course that's like you know that's like um i i just taught um uh u.s history last term and and we we did civil war yes that's right um and uh you you came to my class last day last day you you were you were the capstone Uh, (laughs) (laughs) poor kid (laughs) um but one i mean this is like what happened with uh the fugitive slave law so the fugitive slave law that was passed is one of the compromises leading up to the civil war um but it was not only that – so there's a kind of a real soft um, fugitive slave law that was actually written into the original Constitution, but it was pretty soft, pretty a lot of leeway. Mm-hmm. But it kind of appeased some of the southern slave owners. But, in, um, but then as things were ramping up and, and so on, they passed this, this new fugitive slave law 
with teeth with massive fines. They would prosecute wow. um, uh, people in the North who didn't um, fully comply with returning slaves mm. to their masters. So wow. you got runaway slaves and lots of the Northerners were ambivalent. Some of them were, of course, you know, very um, abolitionist yeah. and wanted to help them get free but now it's not only that they they can't just be ambivalent if they know anything about the whereabouts of runaway slave right, right. they're going to be prosecuted if, um, if they don't act on the and it's actually that that's yeah. actually one of the things that made the northerners um more mad huh before they were more ambivalent they're like just right. do your thing down there whatever but leave us alone mm-hmm. but now they're getting drug into yeah. it yeah like you, you're right. putting your laws on my body. Yeah, now. like now yeah. it's that's affecting me. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just wondering if there's going to be a similar thing where it's going to actually drive um, the outrage up, like yeah. the animosity is yeah. up because mm-hmm. now like you're you're forcing them, you know, effectively. Right. By if you comply with this, you're going to be fined. Like right. they're going right. to they're going to actively go find out if you're helping. And, but what's interesting is this could be that what what would happen if this happened would be the federal government would be fighting the state, yeah. and suing each other on this issue, yeah. So the employer would Wonderful. be caught up in this whole mess. Wonderful. The employer who, let's say, <laughs> yeah, helped right. um, during this immigration sweep would be caught up in this whole mess. But the fight is really up up here, right, between the state and feds. There which, we are. We haven't we haven't made it very far yet. <laughs> in a, no, no. hundred fifty years, yeah. repeating the same things. Right. You know. Right. Now let's let's get on to to Missouri. Let me play this clip here real quick. Missouri. Part of that was just completely ridiculous for an 11 year old to have to answer parents of students at bourbon middle school are outraged over questions asked in a survey filled out by sixth graders on thursday it's a survey done by the state department of mental health every other year to learn about teen behavior to tailor prevention programs but parents believe the students are too young for such personal questions Mm. the most inappropriate one was if they were transgender or if they had thought about um, changing genders. And my daughter, I mean, she just doesn't understand that. The school sent home a letter on Friday saying that... Well, <laughs> no, we aren't going to go any farther. Uh, oh. Oh, so a survey that the, that the department, the State Department, sends out to Missouri asks these questions of, of 11-year-olds, 6th graders, 11-year-olds, right? So this is the State of Missouri? The State of Missouri. Okay. And they send out this kind of health, health yeah. um, survey to all public school kids um obviously not not private schools right <laughs> but but to all public school kids right asking this question um you know and, and one of the questions they had on there is i wonder if we have any listeners in missouri we do i wonder we actually if, do i wonder if any of them know about this i mean if they if you know like you should send us something well and and not only that but if you actually have your kids in the public school system in missouri get them out <laughs> if you do know about this if, if, if your kids, did your kid if take your, one yeah, of these surveys if yeah. your kids took one of these surveys shame on you <laughs> Yeah. I'm not joking. Get yeah. your kids out of the public yeah. school system. Right. What What are you thinking? Right. Because what you're saying ultimately is that they're not yours. You just have them on lease. Yeah. Right. The government owns how, your kids. How do you know that? And and, and how so, do you know that? How do I know what? How, how do you get them on lease? Yeah, how, how do you know that's what it means? Well, because the the state is daddy. <laughs> they get to teach them what they want. Well, right. the state is, but and the state's telling them. That you got to fill out this survey. Yeah, Here's yeah. the questions we you want you to right. answer. They 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 control the educational system, right. not yeah. you. The, fo- the founders of the American public education system actually self consciously said that. Yeah. So so um, Dewey and yeah. the other guys, there's several other of them. Uh, the uh, the messianic character of American education by um, mm-hmm. uh, Rush Dooney outlines this. Does he, get in a, does he quote it, Dewey and in stuff? In their oh, own words, yeah, yeah. the, the founders of the American public education system say, we need to get the kids away from their families and away from their churches. Wow. Yep. Yep. In order to, to make them um, into the appropriate kind of 
citizens that we need. Whoa. It's salvation by the state from the corrupting influences of families and churches. Like, explicitly. It's like education's warfare. Yeah. Right? Education's discipleship warfare. That's why that's why we should be planning churches, starting schools, opening up pubs. But that's yeah. why but that's why the whole like prayer in public school thing is almost sort of irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you want prayer in public school, Pastor? No. Yeah. <laughs> why not? What's wrong with you? Hey, what's wrong with Francis, what about you? Don't you want prayer in public school? <laughs> I want prayer in the right place. But uh no, I, I don't want somebody else who is not a Christian. Or to pray a Christian prayer. That's not appropriate. Ooh. Well, Baptist kids do it all the time. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, well, I, we, I, just, <laughs> we just don't know. Yeah. Uh, we just don't know. I didn't mean to put that one on you. That, that's no, just no. kind of like a, a well, and, and, and so, so Christians for the longest time have been putting their kids in public schools because they think that it's okay, that they think it's not that big of a deal, or they think that their kids are being having a positive discipleship Right. on on the that that public school but we got to wake up i mean if you're praying to end the public school system if you're praying to like you know for the entire public school system to be privatized and turned yeah. over to families and churches i mean if mm-hmm. i mean okay okay sure pray but but that's not what they mean yeah. what they what they mean is is that you know can we have a nice pretty little prayer at the beginning of the day yeah. that they sort of sprinkle a little holy water on this idol that's right I mean, it's it's an it's an altar to a false god and you're sending your kids to Mullet. But, but okay, so and one of the one of the you have something else that you want to jump to? No, no. Okay, so I just want to make sure because I'll, I'll roll over you sometimes. Yeah. I don't mean to do that. I'll interrupt but, you. Okay, <laughs> but one of the things that people talk about is like, what about single moms? And how do you make sure that all kids get educated? If because not everybody can pay to go to a private school. Some people can't afford single moms, single dads. What do they do with their kids? Like you're ruining the whole ability for a family to be able to take care of itself if you remove the public school. Mm-hmm. We we have uh, I'd, I'd actually like to go back a step further on that question because the problem is the church has not created a vision of what education looks like for their people and their communities. Right. So, that, you're, but you're absolutely right though. I mean, so the church needs to own the whole thing. That, that's mm-hmm. right. And so we can't just say you know um, get get all your kids out of public schools, period, and just keep you know hitting you over the head with it. We need to say, and we the people of God are going to help you. Yeah, that's right. right. So we're gonna we're gonna form homeschool co-ops we're going to form christian schools yeah we're going to we're going to do this and we're going to either make it financially feasible for you that's right um, or we're going to have so both of our churches have uh education funds that the deacons administer yeah so that we, and we encourage our people if if finances is inhibiting you from having providing a fully christian education for your kids please apply the deacons want to help you yep. and we will help you either homeschool curriculum or tuition assistance, whatever it is, but yeah. it needs to be something that the church takes responsibility for. We allowed this situation to develop in the first place. That's right. And so we need to own yeah. this responsibility and say, now we need to dig out the hole and um, and we need to pr- make sure that our kids, you know, not with our kids, you don't. That's right. Our, right. our kids are going to be raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Uh, we're going to train them up um, in Christ and uh, and we're going to we're gonna shoulder the burden of that and where there are situations where it's a single mom or uh, a divorce or whatever, um, we want to we want to bear part of that burden. The Christian answer is robust. It doesn't just say stop doing this. Right. It actually has, hey, if you should still stop stealing and give, right? Work with your hands to right. give. So yeah, the Christian answer good. is robust. It's not just right. stop doing something. We actually have right. an answer to fix the whole right. problem. And it's just, I mean, this, we've talked about this before, but that's, it's the same thing with abortion. So we're not we're absolutely. not we're not just saying absolutely. you know end abortion. We're saying end abortion absolutely. And we need to do this. And and yeah. we uh-huh. and the church needs to be a place. Um, for those who are um, scared, those who have um, gotten into trouble, those who yeah. need help, those who need assistance to adopt the orphans, to bring them in 
uh, as foster parents, whatever yeah. it takes. Um, that's what we want. We want to be that kind yeah. of haven. Well, and, and Knox, your question is a, it's a fair question, but that, that's a very um, small part. Of what was the, the question again? That um, oh, what about, about single the, women? Oh, single what about single women? Yeah. Yeah. I was just answering that question. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. was the question? I mean, <laughs> it's a fair question, but actually, a small. Uh, that's a small population compared to the broader church community. Sure, that are husband and wife sending their kids proactively to the public schools, and they they can do otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah. The problem is we've we've I think I think part of what's going on in all this is we don't think public schools are that bad, right? <laughs> R.L. Dabney, remember this quote? R.L. Dabney said that um, there'll be a day when catechisms and prayer will no longer be in our public yeah. schools, and they weren't always as bad as they are today. But that was their intent was to eventually go this way. Right, they but R.L. Dabney was saying that back in the 1800s, yeah. right? But, but this, and, is, this is what we, I mean, our, our track record is, is just bad. I mean, God is good. <laughs> yeah. God is good. Our track yeah. record is bad. Right. God gives us better than we deserve. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but so often what we're doing is, is we, we go along with a project. We get on the train and the unbelievers say, we're taking you away from God. Yep. Yeah. And we get on the train praying and singing christian songs saying but we're christians and so it's okay mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but it's taking us away yeah right. and so dabney saw it and we but we'd be like no no, no we're not. And, and we think we do see you at the pole on the far end of the of uh, the parking uh, yeah. lot we're, we're, and we think we're winning yeah, yeah. hey guys we got a pole we, we, once a year that we pray around yeah, right and we think we're winning because <laughs> we're, we're at the back of the train in the caboose yeah so we're like we're not as far up as the engine around our flagpole yeah there we are. I got you guys some coffee ready. Thank you. I, ready. I don't know if I want you having any. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, when we come back across politics, Francis Fukushan, food for thought. I can't wait to read. Is that recipes? Uh, two, yeah. We're going to yeah. find out more on cross politics when we come back. I'll pour that for you. What are you doing? I can do it. <laughs> Thank you. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house. Not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu. Well, hey, okay. no, no, okay. <laughs> that wasn't the right beat, was it? Everything was wrong about that. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic. With us in the studio today is uh, Pastor Francis Fukushan. Francis has a trio of passions, his faith, his family, and his food. He trained as a chef in the elite world of gastronomy Whoa. in what? Lyon, France. France. That's right. 
Damon. Oh, no, game. <laughs> We're sorry. We're so sorry for him. We're so sorry. Before training as a minister of the gospel at Reform Seminary in, say that, Aix-en-Provence. There we go. Francis worked as a chef in I France. I should have read that. And Switzerland. France and Switzerland. He worked as a chef, created his own high end restaurant in the United States, West, West, of, Paris? West of Paris, in oh, Moscow, Idaho. I've heard man. about this restaurant. Yes. Served, I've heard about this He's also, you missed it. also yeah. served as a church planter with the Presbyterian Church in America. PCA. And now ministers to the French speaking world through Huguenot Heritage in partnership with Third. Millennium Ministries. He and his wife Donna have five children and seventeen grandchildren. No, it's eighteen. Eighteen now. What? Whoa! Hey, I have a question. Congratulations. They're not done yet. They're baptized, right? They all baptized. Of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> you all right, man? You all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So, uh, Gabe, do you have a question about the? No, yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I need you to judge uh, chocolate Knox's coffee on a scale <laughs> on a scale from one to ten. Um, oh, start with the smell. And in with the finish. Yeah. Well, is that how it works? That's wine, bro. The smell is poor. The finish is worse. Let's <laughs> go from one to ten. Come one on, to ten. Uh, uh, it, it's it's okay. It's it's a hot drink with coffee flavor. Is it? Oh, oh. so it's too hot. So no. see, I, but so, like, so I'm what doing, what no, I make my mess stronger. So, I, I saw you pouring this coffee in it, and the water said, "You put way too much water in this." That's okay. That's okay. It's, he I likes still, espresso where it's like, I, it's, I, well, yeah. It's I, I was going to say, you need an espresso machine here. You would see that same guy who makes the coffee here. I yeah. use on my espresso machine. Yeah. It's fantastic. You have an wow. espresso really machine good. in your house? In, oh, in your of home? course I do. Uh, of course. Yeah, of course, I, of course. I, 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 I almost <laughs> traveled with it, you know? <laughs> Last time. I it's like, a, it's like, you, like you have a vacuum cleaner in your house, right? Like, I'm just going to go away <laughs> right now. <laughs> Are you blushing? No. Huh? Are you blushing? No. We can't tell. No. No, I'm, I'm not blushing. If you said the coffee was amazing, I might be blushing. Uh, yeah, I'm well, trying to no. figure out a hole to go jump into. Uh -oh. No, to, to, be, uh, to be honest, uh, it's good coffee, but it, I have had much better. Yeah. 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 But yeah. It, but the main you're saying the main thing that went wrong is it should have had a lot more, a lot less water. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, so last time I, I made like it, it stronger. Last time no, I made it a lot stronger, Toby loved it. And I was like, oh, no, that's just too bitter. Right, oh. so I think it's a, that was a preference issue for me. I, I'm trying to justify you, myself. You, you I, drink, how about this? I'm gonna try some. You right next time I will get it better. See that? Okay, oh, yeah. oh, sounds good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> is is uh, do you ever do you drink uh, coffee with cream? No. What? No. That's a heresy. You know, that's, oh. a, that's heresy. Time out. Wait, wait. He wait. don't water down his theology. I just, wait, Come I just, on, I don't put cream in my theology. But I, I just want to know when did the French get the standard on coffee? When did that happen? Oh. When when do we give you guys relinquish to you guys the standard of? Well, we don't have to get it; we have it. Oh, it's just we were, oh. he we presupped you on that one. Born with it, <laughs> he just presupped. So, what you think about Trump? He bad, right? <laughs> Trump bad. Mm. Uh, I could, yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. I, 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 you know, I, I, I am an American citizen as well, yeah. and I was able to vote this year. And actually, one of the few who voted for Trump. Really, I did, and uh -oh, uh, I, and I mm. just felt like this was the right thing to do when we had the the other option. Yeah, ready. I had to vote against the other option, mm -hmm. uh -huh. but I also thought that Trump and I don't, I don't, I'm not supporting the way he lives and what the way he has lived, but I'm supporting someone who is finally doing what he says he would do, and I I respect that. Well, I would say, I mean, I've been, I. I I I did not vote for him. 
primarily because I knew Idaho would vote for him anyways. Oh yeah, I knew and, that and, too. So I yeah, felt yeah. like the pressure was off, and I could, I could, I could, throw, <laughs> I could throw. You can my, play the moral high, car, I, high ground. Well, and yeah. it wasn't just that. Oh, but yeah. I, I'm also interested in making room. Like I, I think long term, we need to think a long term game of yeah. of having other parties. Yeah. yeah, and so third parties like so it was a tactical move on my part, sure, but not a. I didn't think it was a high moral stakes per se, yeah. and so yeah. on. But I like Trump more and more. <laughs> I just said that. I I said that yeah. I, I like him more and more, and, and yeah. the more the media hates him, the more the the left screams yeah. and shrieks, yeah. the more I like him, and I am I'm. I'm seriously considering voting for him next time. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's going to be yeah. a fun topic on the show. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't think I, 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 I don't know. What, you're not there I yet? No. Uh, yeah. I don't no. know what I'll do. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm warming up to the idea. I tell you this much. As a businessman, boy, he's nice. Right? Well, <laughs> right. Yeah. As a businessman, no. you know, you're like, okay, I kind of like I mean, what he's doing. You know, and we don't know what the other options might no, be, no, but, exactly. I'm, but it's not but likely to be. I think that there's something that we have to take in consideration when people on the other side are saying, here you have a morally debased person. And everybody's finding reasons to vote for him in contrast to another morally debased person. You have two wicked people to vote for. Right. And how come we just don't say and write and say, no, we're not going to do this. No, we're going to put on sackcloth and ashes and wait until God sends us a real king. Mm. You know, and so it's kind of like, what, where are we going to play this at? Are we going to play? Well, he's the best one or, or it's like, well, this is what God gave us. So we'll vote for that or, or who are we going to be in this story now now francis that's what so that's kind of directed <laughs> yeah. at you in this case it's like you know <laughs> pastor <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> well so we had we had remember boo boo and sansonovich when they came in i do yes yeah. yeah. sanich please Sanich. please please he's um, my friend i know he's 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 uh, <laughs> he's, he's ukrainian he's, but he's, he's my friend he's my friend too <laughs> yeah he knows um, gabe though and uh <laughs> and they when they, this is before trump was elected and oh, yeah. we asked him remember oh, who yeah. do we vote for hillary or trump? they were all about trump. they were saying vote for trump because of his foreign policy Policies yeah. in protecting Ukraine. Right. So yeah. they're they're thinking yeah. of just basic uh, protections. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And they know that his policies internationally are going to generally favor them. That's right. Yeah. And gonna, keep Russia out of Ukraine. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. And so, is there something, Francis, something kind of internal to you, uh, being a being a Frenchman and all that, that kind of votes for a Republican because th- there might be something more favorable for France? I, I, I don't know. I'm just... Well, no, not for France, actually. Uh, France and Europe uh, are in a pitiful state. And uh, uh, so, no, I don't... I think, actually, Trump will be the enemy of Europe and it's been, mm. and he's... And I, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 like, I like Trump mostly... <laughs> Because uh, less less politics, less federal power. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, we talk about the swamp. Yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, uh, we should ha- not have so much power from above because that's what Europe has been doing. So, There's so, so much power that controls people. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I love Trump for that. I say, hey, absolutely. What? Take take the power out of the of the, of the federal and give it more to the locals. Yeah. What do you mean by that? You say I don't think he's going to be good for Europe. But I don't mind that. Oh, uh, huh. I, I mean, let me uh, put all my cards on the table there. <laughs> put them all on the table. Uh, right? uh, I, I think um, Europe has rejected God clearly, uh, you know, with our French Revolution, rejecting Reformation. Uh, and so we have kind of a make it a proudful thing to say that we don't need God in our Constitution. Uh, they have purposely removed anything, right. and we are going worse and worse. I believe Europe uh, uh, is, is the idol of Europe is is the power of men and politics, and and I think that needs to crash before 
before wow. there is a hope yeah. for Europe again. So, so in that sense, I, I think yeah. Trump being against Europe is good. If Europe collapsed, and I'd, I don't want my friends there, I mean, my, I still have a food there, yeah. uh, but I know <laughs> that the only hope is not politics, but Christianity. And therefore, Amen. when the country who have been so proud against God uh, collapse, when there's nothing left, then they turn to Jesus. It turns to Jesus. Yeah, That's man. my hope because I'm Paul Smeal, and therefore I know that will happen one day. Yes. And I think if Trump is one of the instruments of that, I go for it. Amen. Hey, are uh, you for Brexit then? Actually, do I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that for, was a for, courageous for, move. For, for, France, France exit. I'm trying to keep it clean, Gabe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, no, I did. I did. <laughs> no, you know, and the French and the Brits have not been friends. Yeah, you know, right. But yeah. I do think they they did what? a good. I think that was good. I think uh, the British needed to have the independence, still work within the economy of Europe, sure, as neighbors, but not yeah. fall into the traps of the politics of Europe. Now, the other thing that I've I've been watching from a distance is the um, Islamification. Ooh, of yeah. of yeah. of Europe, oh, yeah. um, it, it, isn't the population the percentage of the population in France particularly high of of oh, yeah. of, of, of Muslims? Yes, it's we got to the point of non-return. Uh, I think mm. all of Europe Whoa. got to the point where there are so many Muslims, and with Muslims, some extremists. Yes, that we can't control it, yeah. and so I think we are at the point where uh, this is, I think, part of God's judgment. Uh, on Europe, yes, mm-hmm. uh, and so with uh, foreign nations, really, yeah. and you know what's interesting? I mean, I'm I'm studying church growth and church planting, yes, and I'm following very closely what's happening in Europe. And the interesting thing is, the most people who turn to Jesus Christ today in France are former Muslims. Wow, uh, and that's where the church is growing. Wow. And I say this is kind of an irony. Mm-hmm. You know, the the pure French are still rejecting God, and here we have this. Immigrants coming in, wow. Muslims wow. finding Christ because they finally dis- discovered the freedom they can find in Christ and the answers in Christ. So that excites me yeah. in the midst of the complexity of all this uh, immigration. Can, can you talk a little bit about Huguenot heritage now? I mean, so that's what we're yeah. talking about. A well, little it's bit. kind of tied with that in yeah. a way because uh, you know when I've been a church planter, I was involved in four church plants, uh, one in Quebec and uh, three in France, and we were talking about Christian education earlier and. We helped start two Christian schools as well because I think creating churches has to go along with creating Christian schools uh, because Christian education is not an option. Uh, and so I p- spent most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I spent most of my life doing that. Uh, uh, and then I've, when I came to Idaho here to help my kids to go to New San Andreas College, they. Um, uh, and what which college? was uh, New Saint Andrews, oh. yeah. okay. Nouvelle Just... Saint André. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I um, we we ended up staying here. That's when I created the high end restaurant. But really, by my uh, when I sold the restaurant, when my boys were done with school, I felt uh, an urgent need to not just going back to plant another church, which I was going to do, but decided no, we need to train leaders because there would be a time where people are, we not, don't know where to turn. They have no answers. The, the, the politics have given no answers. The, 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 the state, the socialism has been given no true answers. And I know then we get to the bottom, I want men ready, trained, yeah. to teach these people how to think and towards Christ. So I, um, I created Huguenot Heritage, Huguenots because I'm a Huguenot ancestor. Yeah. 
and 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 so These that's the my French, heritage. French Protestants, the French Protestants who wow. who resisted during the Roman Catholic uh, oppression, uh, and, and then we partner with Third Millennium Ministries. Doctor Pratt was one of my professors at RTS Orlando yeah. when I was doing a doctorate of ministry there, and um, I I realized that he's doing what I want to do. So we partner. So what it is? It's biblical education for the world for free, uh, and so we have it in Russian, in uh, Chinese. In uh, Arabic, in Spanish, in English, of course, and I'm doing the French work. So what wow. we're doing is putting these seminary courses into a video with a lot of visuals. Yes. And we're sending that out for free. 90% of people coming to our Western seminaries don't go home, don't come back. Uh-huh. And I say, oh, we wow. got to stop that. And instead of them coming to our seminaries and spend a fortune, mm-hmm. we're going to bring seminary to them for free. Yeah. And that's wow. what I'm doing now. So we are I'm working, I've been doing that for five years. Wow. And and it's not just they don't it's not just France that's actually being benefited by this because there are other nations where oh, French is spoken. That's right. Well, you know, people don't realize how many people speak the best language in the world. Okay? <laughs> uh, and by the way, that's what we're gonna speak in heaven. So you better start. <laughs> yes, uh, we will. Well, that's the language of love, isn't it? The language of love. We don't have to Who learn it either. And so, so I, I, I believe so people don't realize that they are over 300 million people who speak French on this planet. Wow. And according to Forbes, they have done a study a few years ago. Okay. Uh, they are looking at the trends in the world. And, you know, bankers are really looking at these kind of things, you know. Right. And they said, they said that if the pattern continues, by 2050, 2050, French will be the most spoken language in the world. Really? That's I was shocked. Interesting. Really. I was shocked. So I said, Even though America has 300 million people in, in well, you know, we're losing our language. And you know, you think and, about and we're it. We're not having children. Exactly. We're well, killing is children. France having children? I mean, no, no, no. Well, but that's Africa. It's West but Africa. They speak Fran- Fran- French in Africa. That's right. right. West Africa and is where it's happening. My friends right. in West Africa, they come back and they say, "I speak the Queen's English and French." French. Really? Yeah. That's that's their thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, so that's that, very it, it is. Yeah. And so even if there are a lot of dialects in Africa. French is the language that is common to most of the West right. African countries. Right. Right. And so I say if we can train their leaders, then they can bring our training into their own dialects. Wow. Uh, and, then, and then really, this is where also the gospel is growing the most. Yeah. So major revivals and so little theological training. Wow. And we were yep. just talking yep. last week, um, we talked with uh, Chabo Leidenfrost, yes, uh-huh. and of course he's been translating the Bible into the Bakwe, which is yes. one of those dialects, one of those you know, exactly. tribal and languages. he uses the French language. But he had there. to learn yeah. French first. But, but, yeah. he's, but he's yeah. Using, yeah, using French to, yeah. to get around. But yeah. then we also talked with Yost Nixon, um, yes. who's working with Training Leaders International, and he was talking about the same thing. Exactly. That, yeah. you know, they're going in and, and doing these uh, short-term seminary courses, basically, for pastors in all these places, because Correct. they have so little... That's theological right. training. That's right. It has, is the charismatic doctrine as prevalent in France as it is in Africa and other nations? No. The health and wealth. Yeah. 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 No, no, it's, no, it's not. It's, it, it's mostly in Africa, okay. but, which is a huge challenge we're facing because these big revivers go with their prosperity gospel and, 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 and all kinds of really false theology, which is why, why we, we, we are really massively targeting West Africa right now. Mm. I sent with Chaba, by the way, some fun drives with uh, six of our courses already finished. Oh, yeah. We're in, working in on the seven in yeah, French. Yeah. And I mean, they are That's they great. are pretty thorough courses. There are 30 PhDs involved with these courses. Wow. wow. And, and so we wow. are, it's very thorough, a lot of visuals for those who don't read very well. And so we, I sent him with that. We sent some to the Anglican Church, the Archbishop of Congo, the Archbishop of Mali, 
got a bunch of these mm -hmm. to bring to leaders. Wow. And I'm hoping we want to saturate Africa with these courses. Wow. Yeah. That's our goal. That's Amen. awesome. Wow. Now, what is, the, is, is there kind of an immediate response because you're kind of this American French you know, pastor <laughs> who's, oh, I'm just saying because there's, you know, some sort of affinity to America yeah. where they'll, they're more than willing to look at these courses. And well, you know. it's, it's interesting that the French, the Africans have this love and hate towards the French, you know, mm -hmm. because we have been kind of a powering over them for so many There's centuries. a reason why they speak French. Well, that's exactly <laughs> right. why. Yeah. So uh, imperialism. Uh, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I think that love and hate, we have to take that into account. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, they really appreciate the fact that we are going to them. Uh, uh, interestingly, um, uh, Dr. Pratt was there recently and one of the leader, uh, actually one of the student, theological student, f got our uh, uh, thumb drive with our courses and he spent the night, the whole night, Watching listening it. to the Apostles' Creed course. This is six hours course. Wow. He came back in the morning. He says he was in tears. He says, "Give me more of this. I, we need wow. that so much." And they like they like my accent, wow. my French accent. It's actually, they say it's kind of a <laughs> the middle of the world road. You know, actually, I don't, have, not an, I, I don't have an accent. It's not highbrow. You all have an accent. I don't have an accent. Okay, but but You're my so French accent is actually <laughs> yeah. in favor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 it really yeah. helps yeah. to go yeah. through because it's kind of the. The average accent for people from all around. It's like Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I know. How do you spell that? <laughs> it's I, like the Midwest. <laughs> I know you listen to Cross Politics all the time, so I know yeah. you know that our, our motto here is fight, laugh, and feast. Yes. So when we come back, I really want to get to more on the feasting part. So we got some fighting. We do yes. a lot of laughing here on the show. But let's talk about some feasting and food and for the glory of God. Does food have anything to do yeah. with theology? Yeah. Oh, I don't. <laughs> no. A&W burgers. <laughs> More Francis Fukushima when we come back. Share the show. Like the show. Go do it Push the right button. now. Push the Share. Button. Disciple makers must first be disciples. Clearnote Pastors College exists to give men knowledge, character, and skill. It exists to make shepherds who care for sheep. We don't just give students academic information. We mold, mentor, and disciple them and their families. If you feel God's call to ministry, consider preparing for the work in a solid local church that loves to train leaders. Check us out at clearnotepastorscollege.com. This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. I was at a conference a few years back where the lecture included some wonderful evidences for a young earth. After the conference, I was talking with a speaker, a good friend of mine, when we were approached by a medical doctor who was attending the conference. He told my friend that he loved the lecture, up to the point where he started talking about a young earth, because, he said, that's just nuts. I asked the doctor, do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? He said, of course, I'm a Christian. Then I asked him, what in your medical profession could prove to you that a man who was dead for three days could come back to life? He said, nothing. I said, then why do you believe it? He said, because that's what the Bible says. I asked him, then why don't you believe what the Bible says about the age of the earth? He had no answer. You see, as Christians, our ultimate authority is the Word of God. Denying what the Bible says may grant you more credibility with the professed unbelievers of the world, but it dishonors the Lord who bought us. When we defend our faith, our job is not to make the message more palatable to goats, but to offer sheep food to those who our Lord is calling to Himself. And we can rest assured that Jesus' sheep will hear His voice. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com.
forgive you. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Just saying. I, I forgive you. you. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic. This uh, the segment is brought to you by uh, not so good Cross Politic. Cho- chocolate boxes. Uh, water that's got coffee flavor in it. Yeah. <laughs> I hey. tried. Um, Francis, you got this book, Food for Thought, Reflections and Recipes. Um, it says, Food for Thought represents a lifetime of reflection on the place of food in the Christian life. Mm. You're a pastor and a chef, and you believe that food is not just fuel for our bodies, but it is about community and family relationships. It's about beauty and flavors. It's about God-given pleasure and art. What does that mean? Mm. What does that mean? What? How? Do, what's the connection between food and and God? Between me, food and theology? Let me get my organ ready. I'm gonna need this. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know the the thing when you think about food and God is first of all God is the one who created us, and I'm so glad He didn't create us like the rest of the creation, like animals. You know, think about what a deer is looking for every day. Grass. Leaves, grass. Yeah. You know, yeah. the same thing. Next day is grass again. Yeah, and uh, you know the the alligators. It's just whatever they can get raw. No salt. Uh, yeah, yeah, no yeah. flavors. You yeah. know, it's amazing. The, the I think when because we're created in God's image, uh, we are uh, made wonderful. But there is so much complexity and flavors in life. Yeah, and I say food is part of that. We love paintings. We love the beauty of the creation. Nothing looks alike. Well, what about food? And I think, yes, uh, food is part of God's creation, and he gave it to us as a gift for us to uh, work on it. You know, he kind of gives us the raw material and says, I want you to create. And therefore, that raw material becomes beauty. Mm. Like a painter has raw material, and he has to create beauty. Uh, you, you, uh, a guy who builds furniture, start with raw material, he has to create beauty. So that's, I think... You know, especially being in America, I feel like this is perhaps what Americans need the most to learn right now from God's uh, gift to us. We are missing the point there, I think. uh, So what do you think about Gabe's lunch of A&W? Well, sorry for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I, I don't mind that once a year. uh, Take that, Gabe. uh, You know, but no, I mean, you know. Isn't isn't food just fuel for our bodies till we get to heaven? Oh, oh no. no! My goodness, you no. just you just hurt, Francis. Yeah. <laughs> that, that question hurt. Yes, it does. <laughs> no, it's just a little soft toss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's the American way. You know, it's few. Oh. I, and you know, but I say America is changing. Actually, unfortunately, those who are changing it are pagans, and that's why I say, come on, Christians, you need to catch up and realize that uh, uh, the, the the pagans that I meet are good friends of mine really learn and learning to appreciate uh, the beauty of food. They, they don't know where to turn to thank who to thank. You know, they thank Mother Earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I say, no, we have to thank the Creator who gave us His beauty, but we are responsible. I think this is a responsibility of Christians to take that gift. It's part of our arts, and, and that's pleasure. It's pleasure for the eyes. It's pleasure for the smell. It's pleasure for the taste. God gave us taste buds. Now think about it. We have amazing taste buds. What do we do with this? 
I'm sorry, a- a- AW's hamburgers is not going to do the There's job. Bacon, and uh, onions, I know, yeah, tomatoes. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to work a, on the salty side. It's a only, layered you know? food group, is what that is. <laughs> yeah. How are we yeah, not being good stewards of that, though? Like, when you say the world is leading the, the charge in this, what is it that we're not doing, and how are they beating us? Well, I, I think they're beating us by taking the time to appreciate these things. You know, this is part of, actually, it's part of food. It's taking the time to enjoy it. I mean, just, can you. Just imagine. Um, you mean like uh, eat slower? I mean, you yes. Know. You know, like we are eating on the road. I mean, I've never seen anything like that before. And <laughs> I, I actually, I can't believe when I see, I, I've been, I, I've been with a lot of Christians in America, and it's like activity, uh, productivity, and then oh yeah, food. How, you know, we had to get some food in between. So you are keeping talking and doing business or driving with a hamburger and a drink. This is sad. Um, uh, there's, you know, there's a time to stop. Can you imagine like, uh, all right, like speed eating, let's say, let's do speed Le Louvre. Okay. You go through the Louvre in five minutes. Okay. I'm going to see the Louvre, right? All these paintings and I'm going to speed Le Louvre. Come on. <laughs> you got to go yeah. there and, and stop and look at some of these pictures and say, this guy spent how many days and months on this picture, and I'm not going to do a speed looking now, at this. Now, now, tie this in. So one of the answers that a lot of Christians would have, though, is that, but isn't it more important? Don't we have, don't we have to build the kingdom? Don't we have to share the gospel? Don't we have stuff to do for, for God? Anybody got time to be making a three-day and, meal? And, and isn't, isn't, you know, our bodies are going to die. You know, we're going to get sick and die. And isn't it drive throughs yeah, you know, right around the corner. I mean, isn't it more important to share the gospel than to stop and, and spend so much time on food? Yeah, this is sad theology. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it's actually, you know, it's not just sad, it's wrong theology. Okay, so connect it's, the dots. Uh, well, the dots is basically, uh, we, we are, God didn't put us on this earth just to get us out of here. Uh, he put us on this earth, obviously because of sin and, and, and the corruption, we have definitely some redeeming work to do. And I'm an evangelist. I, I love to share the gospel. I love to plant churches. But the full gospel is not just in get you out of here as fast as possible. It's to get you transformed here and transform this gift of God around you, which is the, the culture. <laughs> Go for it. So, so we, uh, our job as, re, as, as reforming, you know, the, 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 the nations, is to bring the gospel of hope, and that gospel gives us a, have, give us we have a duty. Our duty is to transform the, the gift of God and redeem it. And food is part of that. Mm. So this this goes back mm. to uh, the first question of the of the Westminster Shorter Catechism: uh, What is the chief end of man? But to it's to glorify God and enjoy Him absolutely forever. Exactly. Um, so you're saying though that so that God puts us here. Um, to glorify him, but we glorify him in our enjoyment of his good gifts. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and a fundamental part then of our rebellion against God is that we're actually not enjoying his good gifts. Exactly. It, it is. Or we're de- deforming it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, think about Jesus. I mean, you think about someone who came to bring salvation to us. He took the time to eat. Mm. Look at the place of food in the New Testament. Right. I mean, even in the Old Testament, it's all over the place. All the feasts. Yeah. God, yeah. God requires his people yes, to, to eat. Feast. Yeah. Yes. You got to get together and uh, eat. Um, exactly. And, 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 that takes, sun, and that yeah. takes time. But look at Jesus. I mean, when he changed the water into wine, mm. he was not just 
Gallo wine. Uh, uh, I know. Uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't you know, just box no. wine. No, I know. I know. <laughs> it was a, a, a burgundy. You know, it was something that well aged. Francis. Yes. <laughs> it yeah. was grape juice. <laughs> no, yeah. don't, don't even try that. It was the best. Now listen, it was the best grape juice, but it was grape juice. Okay. Yeah, the kind of grape juice that gets you drunk. Yeah, I can see. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry about these guys who think it's grape juice. It was real wine, and the kind of wine that can get you drunk. The kind that French guys drink. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So now you know the take. The, the, see the place of food. I mean, even the Lord's Supper. Right. Yeah. It, it's around food. First thing Jesus comes when he comes back to his disciples. Let's have some fish together. Yeah. yeah. And all, He's preparing yeah. a meal for them. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah. and then you look at all the verses that talks about the, the the coming of the kingdom, the return of Christ. Right. All food it's around the feast yeah. again. Yeah. Right. So I say we don't know. Food is important, and yeah. if food is important for God. It should be important for us too. We don't know a whole lot about we don't know a whole lot about heaven, right? But we know there's going to be food in heaven. Absolutely, it's the marriage supper of the lamb. Yeah, Absolutely, right. it's, it's a feast. Yes. So, I mean, at the very least, we're going to be eating and drinking. Absolutely, and it's, oh. and it's going to be good. Well, and think about it, of the age of wine. I mean, we we I have some wine in my cellar in France. It's like you know, some some is like twenty. 20 years old. Wow. Well, in heaven, it's been there for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be ready. <laughs> so while you're, while you're talking, I was thinking um, one of the food verses that pop up in my head when we get on the subject is Ecclesiastes 9-7. Go drink your wine with a merry heart. Eat. Um, let me see if I can finish it here. Um, eat thy bread with joy. Um, go thy way. For God now accepteth thy works. So basically... You know when you're in fellowship with God, when you're enjoying the food that God's put before you, and we're you know it's it's, it's a verse of a command. It's a go. It's a go and do. And and, and, and I was, God accepts your works right. around that. And it's tied yeah. in, I think, maybe to what Francis you're also getting at is that there's a a big element of this is Sabbath. Yes, so, right. so, so the the ability to sit down. Yes. To slow down. Yes. To mm-hmm. en- enjoy a glass of wine, to enjoy good food, not to rush it. Yes. That, that's a Sabbath. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. exactly. It's yeah. what it's what royalty do. Yeah, it's what kings. And so, I mean, this is one of the things that I mean. So immediately, God, when He brings Israel out of Egypt, He tells them to keep Sabbath. You're going to remember that you used to be slaves. You used to not get days off. You used yeah. to, have, but you're going to live like a king now. That's right. Once a week, mm. you're going to carve out a day, and you're going to live like a king. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're going to rest, and you're going to enjoy it. That's right. Um, yeah. that's yeah. that's central to them being a Christian because I'm a king. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. Um, we are. Priests and kings mm. in Jesus, and so that's that, yeah. that, that ties I think back into the evangelism thing because if we're not if we're living like slaves, oh yeah, then yeah. W- then why would they want to join us? That's right. Absolutely. You better preach. Why would they join us if our food's no better and yeah. we eat and 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 run just right. like they do? Yeah. Right. But if if we sit down and we say no, we're going to live like kings. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna enjoy this good wine. We're gonna spend time making good food. Yeah. Then we actually have something that's different to offer them, and they say, "Why are you doing that? Why do you spend so much time on that? Yeah, uh, why do why do you do that? How can you afford that? Well, I can afford it because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Amen. I know. Have you seen Babbitt's Feast? Yeah, yes. You know, yeah. It's just one of my favorite movies. It's a slow my, movie. My dad loved that movie. So, yeah, it's. I just was bored. Fun. <laughs> well, it's a slow movie. It's you know, a super slow movie. We're, 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 we're all being sanctified. Yeah. yeah, you know, the young generations are looking for action. I say, mm-hmm. actually, there was a lot of action underneath. Yeah, and uh, I love that movie because I, I love the punch at the end. Mm. You know, basically, in the end, you see that 
this woman who fled France for the revolution there, who was the cook, the chef of one of the greatest uh, French uh, king, uh, discovered that she ba- she made a fortune overnight, and she's spending her fortune to help these pitiful people, mm. to who were kind of religious and pitiful, and so she brought. That's why I was saying earlier the the pagans sometimes can bring so much more in our lives. And I yeah. say, shame on us. We should be the ones celebrating the king. Like you'd say, we're seeing mm. like kings. Yeah. And so you see how these people discovered that she actually used the same ingredients they had at the beginning before she made the big feast. She's using the same thing. It was so plain. And, you know, because they had that theology of, oh, nothing important on this earth is has to be beautiful. We are aiming at the beauty. And she's saying, no, take what God is giving you, the raw ingredients, and she gave flavors to it. Yeah. And so I say, mm. that was a symbol to me mm. of the flavor of the gospel, of the plain life, of the pitiful life of people around us. We have flavor to bring, wow. and food is part of that. And obviously, she made that feast at the end. To me, is a, a picture of the coming feast where she spent everything. And Christ gave everything. This yeah. is, so man, we have reasons to feast. Th- your eschatology matters. Oh, oh, it, yeah. it, it, it matters yeah. in Absolutely. every way. Right. I mean, they, yeah. you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, I'm getting mad. Like, dispensationalists have taken flavor out of food. <laughs> 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 They've ruined it for us, you know? And, and then we're, we've lost that. But that's true. Like, yeah. So from, from listening to you right now, I'm learning, putting some practical things together. Take time. Yes. Yeah. Take some time, yeah. Take to, the time to make the meal, to enjoy, to enjoy the flavors. Find some new flavors for your family to enjoy, right? Yes. Number two, Sabbath. Yes. Sabbath. Yeah. Take the time to Sabbath and eat well. Yes. Just reserve some things for the Sabbath. Like this is yeah. what kings eat, kids. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. One more thing to practically apply this food, this feasting theology. Well, um, I, I think part of it is, is all tied together. Um, when you feast, you communicate. There's an amazing thing happening. I've done most of my evangelism around meals. Mm. And so instead of going by the techniques, okay, you do these three minutes. Come on now, okay, preacher. Come it's on, like, preacher. Uh, yep, no. Preach, preacher. Uh, I say, <laughs> you just, uh, basically, we are taking time to converse. Yeah. That's natural. That's yeah. how God intended to be. Yeah. And in the conversation, we try dialogues. Mm. Family, think of family. You know, people are rushing to activities. Americans are the worst in activities. You go to, <laughs> man, even the best Christian schools, you go to school all day long and then in the evening you have to do ballet and uh, music and this and that. And I said, where's time for the family unit? Yeah. And so, yes, it's taking the time, but bringing this time to converse, to dialogue, mm. to, to listen. You listen to each other and the food is kind of a helping. Not just enjoying it, but helping to have that time. And the Sabbath is the best time for that. Mm. So that it, it's, it's expensive. I mean, it takes time. It takes preparation. I mean, if you pray, if you pray for sports, yep. for the best, yeah, we do. you pray for food too. That's right. And that takes time and money, but you choose your best for the day when you can rest together at the, as God called us to do and to fellowship and to dialogue and to share the gospel. This is, I believe, what God is calling us to do. Yeah. Mm. And one of the things that I've seen, I, I don't know if you haven't seen me watching, but I've watched your family is full of joy. Your family is, they love the Lord. They're very kind and they love to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you yeah. should see yeah. us. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I've seen quiet. pictures. <laughs> it's, 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 I love it. And so I'm looking over, I'm kind of like a Baptist looking at the uh, Westminster Confession of Faith, like, 
<laughs> I'll take that. Yep. Yeah, that oh, one yeah. too. So I see yeah. the fruit of it as well, and, and it has a fruit to it, right? It has a. It rubs off onto the rest of your family. It means something to your great grandkids and to your grandkids. Oh, you better right? believe it does. Yes, yeah, it's a it lot has of some fun. longevity. And it takes oh. and it takes cultivation to learn to learn oh, to talk. Yeah. I mean, your, your point about communication, I think, is yeah. really good yeah. because yeah. I think it's easy to to be very utilitarian. Yes, and yes. so you you and, and I think maybe maybe men maybe we're the worst at this. You know, because yes. because we're we're project oriented and yeah. goal yeah. oriented. It's like yeah. get it done. And you know, it's like few words possible. That's you know, right. Get it done efficiently. Yeah, yeah efficiency. <laughs> you know, I don't. You know, I don't have time for this. Yeah. And you know, and, and this is why God says it's not good for us to be alone. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. and I know I know yeah. my wife in particular is is she's a very gifted conversationalist. Yeah, she and, is. And um and fundamentally, it's because she really cares about people. That's right. She really does. That's right. Um and and so she's inquisitive. She yeah. asks good questions. She shares stories. Yeah, she tells stories about things that have happened to her, and and so she's been a wonderful, you know, yeah, a, a yeah. teacher to me, like learning how to talk. I yeah. mean, we laugh and joke because I I'm I grew up um five boys in my family, one girl, and we we don't know how to talk. And the reason we we laugh is because when like one of the first times she went um she went with my family actually I think we went to a movie or something together and invited her to come along, and we're big baseball fans, and so we had a base a radio baseball game on in the car and we drove all the way like 30 minutes to Quiet. the movie theater no one's talking nobody said a thing everyone's listening <laughs> and, and and she got and she still laughs and she says i thought there were you guys were psychotic <laughs> like, i know there's something wrong with you there's like something deeply wrong with this family it's dysfunctional yeah. they didn't say like, it's like are they mad at each other they yeah. not like yeah. it and yeah. I, you know and i look back and i think yeah. wow we come a little ways and you know yeah. and we have ways to go but learning mm. to communicate is caveman like, toby's growing oh, yeah, up yeah. <laughs> me once me wine you know? yeah. <laughs> and, and, you, know, and, you know sometimes like even taking you know you don't want to abuse wine but a little bit of wine really helps people who are kind of stuck yeah, yeah. You know, it's amazing it how enjoying yeah. the relaxation of a yeah. meal the the presentation of it that you feel like you have been invited to you're being honored so you, you're being loved by that. Mm. And then and a little really bit of wine just can yeah. break the ice. It's amazing what it does. I mean, really, it does marvelous things. And I think wow. uh, American Christians still have some way to go. I think in our community here, we're different from the rest of the state. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, 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 and vive la différence. But really, uh, I, I do think that this is probably one of the weakest points of the American evangelical church. We don't know how to appreciate this gift and to how to celebrate God as we 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 do our daily daily wash, walking with God. Mm. That's you know? why we do yeah. the Lord's Supper once a month. Right. So or once a quarter. Right. Whatever. You know? Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. one last question, um, yeah. Francis. Uh, what do you think of God's greatest food group, barbecue food? Yeah, God's yeah. what greatest food group, <laughs> barbecue. Uh, it's its own food group, its own label. I don't understand. I actually love barbecue. Mm. Oh, I do. Thank you. I do. Amen. I Rips, really appreciate it. Try to uh, like once a month. Oh man! Come on, come on! <laughs> this is more than barbecue. You, this is what it's I'm trying to tell. It's a food group. I know, I know, but you need got, to it's see. Got a, it's got its own pyramid. Have you seen? <laughs> have, no, have you seen the variety of food? <laughs> I, I, like just in birds. What you know? All you know birds, is chicken birds. here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, what about pigeon and pheasant yeah. and partridge 
and ducks and goose. Well, okay. I mean, there's oh, so much more there. But okay, <laughs> Come you on know now. what? If you want me to enjoy that, you're gonna have to invite me over to your house. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, I need to get for yeah. I need to get a raise first, but <laughs> <laughs> you guys get Francis Fukushan's book, Food for Thought. Yes, it's got a. It's actually got a foreword by Pastor Douglas Wilson. Go now. He says, Francis knows his Bible, Francis knows food, mm. and he knows the right relationship between them. Glory. Ooh. Go out and get Glory. it. Glory. Go get it. Where can we get it at? Amazon? Can Amazon. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Amen. Or Roman Roads. Roman Roads. Yeah. Okay. You can get it there, too. HuguenotHeritage.org? Dot com? Yeah. Uh, dot com. Yeah. Dot com. Uh, yeah. And that's, yeah. Uh, we can, they, people can find out more about your ministry. That's right. Yes. And yeah. they, can, they can give their offerings. They can give their offerings. That's right. <laughs> oh, yes. Make sure yeah, you share this episode. Pray for Francis. <laughs> get you some good food. Take some time with your family. Listen to them. Talk to them. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And until next week, go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. God bless you. Go make some barbecue. What? <laughs> <laughs>